Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, hello. I don't know what the hell this means in that Atlanta courtroom. All I know is Nathan Wade is in trouble. Oh, boy. Uh, never in a million years did he think he'd be talking about the little nitnoy details of the affair he was having with Fonnie Willis. Uh, oh, by the way, they don't really look like much of a couple, right? I mean, uh, he's like he's like tall and kind of muscular, and she is, uh, well, she's a little bit short and a little bit squat. They just don't really go together physically. But what did, uh, what did, uh, uh, Henry Kissinger say, power is an aphrodisiac. Is the power turning this, uh, is the power, the power in the taking down of a, of a former president, we're going to get President Trump. Is that what's uh, driving this relationship? And who's that lawyer who keeps on coming, going up to her with pieces of paper? Take a look at this. She goes right up to him. It's a little bit complicated. It's a little bit all over the place. But here's the big picture, okay? Fonnie Willis is the elected DA of, of Fulton County. Uh, she promised during the campaign to get Trump. The case that she's waged is all, uh, you know, January 6th. Uh, Donald Trump was interfering with the Georgia election simply by complaining about the election. No, he wasn't. All right. The case is fake. But what difference does it make if she was having an affair uh, with some guy who worked at the office? Well, this wasn't just some guy who worked at the office. This is a guy she hired to work at the office from outside, like a special contract. When you're the DA of Fulton County, you got about, I don't know, 800 people or so who work for you. But she said, I don't have enough people. I want to hire this nice-looking lawyer who's never been a prosecutor, who's never done any of this stuff before, and I'm going to make him my right-hand man. He's going to be the point man on this case, even though he has no experience in it, and I'm going to pay him a lot of money. And they paid him something like $600,000 a year. And then they are getting it on before and after and going on all kinds of trips together and uh, having lots of fun. So she's having fun with this guy. Also, you know, literally they're, they're going away. They're, they're, they're doing it. All right. They're, they're right. They're, 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 they're having an affair. Um, and she's making money off it because she's paying for all these vacations. So one could reasonably, I guess the takeaway is, well, what's your objective here? Justice or having fun with this guy? Because if your objective was purely justice, you wouldn't have brought in Nathan Wade, who has no experience, no business being here. So, okay, you're 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 pursuing the case to get closer to justice or to get closer to Nathan Wade, uh, the handsome guy who, uh, oh boy, I think he regrets ever <laughs> hearing the name Fonnie Willis. But there's something he did today that I kind of like, and it just a little. I've got a I've got a certain measure of respect for him. I'll get to that in a little bit. But here's one of the big moments I'm told. Right, this is it. Okay, go ahead. All I needed. Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? Oh, it was cash. She didn't, she didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. No, you did not. All, I need- all right. Um, I don't know what's going on, but he is in trouble. Now, the little detours, details about the cash and all that stuff, that it shows what they call mens rea. They know they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, and they're trying to cover it up. Is that part of it? That might be part of it. I'm looking for the uh, the big moment, and there isn't necessarily a big moment, a big aha. It's it's all together. It's all together. And this guy is being quite evasive. At one point, I felt sorry for him. You know why? Um, they're like, did you book a cabin in December of 2023 for you and Fonnie Willis? And he pauses for a long time. And he finally says, no. She's well, did you ever go to a cabin? Did you ever book a cabin? And he said, I've booked lots of cabins. So uh, what he did was, well, he had multiple girlfriends. It wasn't just funny, all right? That's where I was like, oh, man. Oh, oh man. I knew this girl who was dating a uh, – I knew a girl whose roommate was dating a very famous baseball player. And um, – th- this girl is with the baseball player, and she can't find her phone in his apartment, right? So she says, hey, can I? Can you call my phone? Here, call, call your number. Call your number. So she calls her phone with his, with his phone. And my, my friend is telling me, and what do you think it said on the phone when she called her own number? I said, what city were they in? <laughs> she says, oh, my God, why do you ask? Well, probably said the city at number two. It said Boston one. Boston one. You see how they, they these guys work, right? Boston one, Boston two. This guy is prolific, Nathan Wade, in the women department. And I'm looking at, at a guy like that, sharp-looking guy. He's got lots of options, and it's just not Fonnie Willis. But that's just uh, gossipy besides the point stuff. Next clip. Refer to what I was told by the bar. That rule 1.6 of confidentiality applies, and that I would be asking for an immediate review by the Supreme Court. Sure, but applies to what? Any communications is what the person at the bar told us. Any communications? He, like he did. He did not qualify. To Mr. Wade, that's covered. Well, Judge, I, I don't know. Um, he didn't go into those specifics, um, but. This is what was told. I was sitting there uh, with my attorneys. All right. Um, It is getting, (laughs) there's a lot of detail here. Right now, this guy is on every single major network right now, all the cables, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, looking at this guy. Now, again, he is the prime prosecutor of Donald Trump in the Fannie Willis, Georgia election alleged interference case. When she came out with her indictment uh, the fall of last year, right? This is the one where Donald Trump had to show up and, 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 and actually get arrested, the mugshot, the famous mugshot. This is that case. 
He was standing right next to her. She was the, he's the lead guy right next to Fonnie Willis. And it looks like Fonnie Willis, I mean, it, uh, the appearances is that forget justice. She just wanted to get close to this guy and have a good time and make money. And oh, by the way, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, maybe get Trump. That's going to help. Let's see here. He only wants to know if you want to have no, no. Uh, next clip, please. Isn't it true that you would go to Miss Willis's house? In South Fulton County, I've, I've occasionally. Never, I've never gone to her house in South Fulton County. You've never gone to her house in South I've Fulton I've never County. seen her house. The first time I even heard the address of that house was when um, one of the individuals in the, uh, the election fraud case somehow doxed it and it got out. That was the first time I'd even seen that address. Um, but you would go to the East Point condo, correct? What East Point? East Point, Hapeville, something like that. I've, I've never been to East Point with Miss Willis. You've never gone to you've never gone to a condo in either the East Point or Hapeville area with Miss Willis. Wait, that's different. I have gone to a condo in Hapeville. Okay, so Hapeville. Yes, ma'am. So you have gone to a condo with Miss Willis in Hapeville. I have. Oh, Hapeville. Never. Never something. Never. Is that the condo that was rented by Robin Yearty? This is where I start to feel sorry for the guy. All right, his whole damn life is out there. He got mixed up in something he never should have gotten mixed up in. Um, they're all being revealed. They're all being exposed. Joe Biden, first and foremost, that's the guy who should be exposed, was exposed in the Robert Hur report. Have you seen some of the videos I've been putting out on that thing? That report is absolutely devastating, continues to be so. Um, but there is something in this, in the midst of this sadness and in the midst of this corruption where, I don't know, it kind of got me, it got me inside. It got me deep inside. Hey, let me know when we can turn off the volume on the live proceedings, okay? I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, hearing because he's, he's getting a little bit emotional now. It looks like he might, he might start crying. All right. Let me know when we can do that. But, um, so, he, according to him, and it's kind of pathetic that this is now a national issue. This whole thing, you know, is he hooking up at the condo? Is he hooking up at the house? Is he hooking up at the cabin with Fonnie Willis? We never, we shouldn't be here, but here we are. And at one point, well, he says, I was, my wife, I caught my wife having, having an affair in 2015. And at that point, the marriage was irretrievably broken. So we had no expectations of fidelity on either side. All right, turn up the volume real quick. Hold on. Testimony, um, you would have said that she had also entertained you. Isn't that correct? Yes. And so your answer to this interrogatory is false, is it not, sir? No, it's not false. Uh, well, hate to dance around the. You, know, you, 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 you the answer is yes. You did entertain Miss Willis, correct? Right. Yes. She's not, a, she's not uh, your spouse at that time or at any time, correct? That's correct. She's not related to you by blood or marriage, correct? That's correct. But she entertained her, right? Yes. And during the course from your marriage, the period of time up to the press, so the answer would have been, yes, I did entertain somebody, correct? During the course of the marriage, no. Mr. Wade. Uh, Mr. Gillen, I think we've, we've made her point. I think it speaks for itself, and we can save that for itself. argument. I'll just follow up with one quick question. You understand what the word present means? Your Honor, that's been asked I think we did cover that already as well. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what has happened, uh, 
from the time that you filed this court document in May of 2023, let's go over some of the things that you had been involved in in terms of being entertained or entertaining. Prior to your filing on the answer on the interrogatories on May the 30th, 2023, we have already established, have we not, that you had paid for a Royal Caribbean cruise to the Bahamas with Ms. Willis, correct? Yes, sir, with Ms. Willis and my mother. Well, your mother's not a part of this interrogatory. I'm talking about Ms. Willis, okay? So you paid and caused to be paid approximately $3,335 on that trip, Bahamas trip from October the 28th through. All right, so, wow, there's a lot of detail here. And he looks very sad right now, this lawyer. So here's the part that kind of got to me. He said that his wife had an affair in 2015 and then it was like over. But here's the deal. I wasn't going to leave the house. I wasn't going to officially end the marriage because we still had children. So, you know, I stayed home and we didn't proceed with the divorce until like 2019. And that's when we dropped our daughter off at college. Now, maybe you've heard that before. Parents, you know, they stick around for the sake of the children. Then I mean, it's all sad, but I kind of respect that. And, yeah, I I even find it more – I even respect it more when, quite frankly, it happens to be a black guy because black fathers are all too rare in our society. It's a sad, sad thing. I don't know why that's happened, but it has happened, and it's a real thing. And this guy said, I'm staying at home. Good for him, Mr. Wade. You made a lot of mistakes here, but you're probably a hell of a dad. Be right back. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but it's still going on in this case. Is that Fannie Willis in the back row? Uh, Nathan Wade is getting all kinds of embarrassing questions. Who's Nathan Wade? Again, he is the top prosecutor going after Trump in the case down in Georgia, the one that they actually arrested Trump for, the one where you had to go down there and actually pose for a, a damn mugshot, that one. Uh, listen to this. Back in cash, remember? Yes, sir. Now, the police trip had just happened, hadn't it? That occurred in March 18th, 2023, right? 
Yes, sir. So you're filing this maybe two months after you have gone to Belize with Ms. Willis, correct? Again, I believe all of this is our... I think, I think you might be getting somewhere new. We'll see. Yes, sir. So we've got the trip in, we've got the trip in uh, to Belize on, on March the 18th, 2023. You and Ms. Willis, correct? Yes, sir. Now, two months later, you follow the interrogatories that speak for themselves that we've gone over in a few, a few minutes ago, correct? Yes, sir. Now, the March the 18th, 2023, to state the obvious, is before March, excuse me, May the 30th, 2023. Will you agree with me on that? I do. Okay. So then you tell us that Miss Willis uh, paid you in cash. All the money for the entire trip. It was a gift for you for your birthday, correct? Yes, sir. And I'm sure you probably have the deposit slips Uh-oh. where you took the cash and deposited the cash into your account, Uh-oh. don't you? I did not deposit the cash. No. You don't have a single solitary deposit slip to corroborate or support any of your allegations that you were paid by Mrs. Willis in cash. Oh, no, sir. Uh-oh. Not a single solitary one. Not a one. Oh. Now, uh, when Miss Willis would pay you in cash, would you scamper down to the T- uh, ATM with her and as she drew money out of her account Your to Honor. pay you these thousands of dollars? Oh. Mr. Gillen might scamper. So there's been no evidence that uh, Mr. Wade does. I object to the phrasing, the argumentative nature of the question. All right. Uh, on that issue, overruled. Did you and Miss Wade scamper down to the ATM machine scamper. and have her dry out? Uh, for example, on the Belize trip, just on, on uh, your payment would have been uh, $2,794. Miss Wade? For Claire, yes, thank you. Pardon me? Miss Wade and I didn't didn't go to Belize. No, excuse me, uh, Miss Willis, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you go down to the ATM with Miss Willis while she drew out $2,794 to pay you in cash? My, my ATM doesn't go up that high. Did she? Did you go to the ATM with? with no, sir. She didn't go to the ATM. She carried the cash. Oh, and so what? she would give you the cash. And do you have a little place in your house where you just stack up all this cash that you apparently got to repay you for these benefits that you bestowed on her? Now, Mr. Gillen, if I answered that, I'm putting myself in jeopardy. If I, if I tell the world that I have cash someplace in my home, don't you think that that could be problematic? No, I don't. I want an answer as to whether or not you have a little cash hoard in your house where you have allegedly taken the money that you got from Mrs. Willis and went and put it somewhere. Where'd no, you put it? No, sir. Now, just put it on the hip and kind of walk around money? Did I put it on my hip? And, and, yeah, just and, walking around money where you would spend the cash yourself? Let me finish. Did I put it on my hip in Belize and walk around with no, it? When you got paid back, would you take the money, the cash that she gave you, and would you just carry it around with you for spending money around town? So we have to break down each trip. All right, so look, I just looked at my wallet. You know how much cash I have in my wallet? I have a nickel. I have a I have a stray nickel. Nobody has cash. He's got all this cash. He just deposited it. It's, uh, wow, Trump, it's looking very good for him. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Is... Fanny Willis, uh, retired. Look at where she's been on vacation for the past year and a half. She went to Belize. She went to Aruba. 
She went to the Napa Valley wine country of California. Uh, she went on a cruise, uh, at least two cruises, I think. Uh, went up to a special cabin in Tennessee. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, where the hell have I gone? I think I went to Legoland once with my kids for a day. Uh, that's <laughs> that. That's it. I mean, what? Who goes on vacation like this? She's got a case going against the president of the United States, and she's running all over the place with this guy. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, all right, so that's good. It's still being carried live. I think the big picture is this, though, that uh, the cables have lost sight of. This is a hearing to see whether or not Fannie Willis can remain on this case. Now, why is that in jeopardy? I mean, she's an adult woman. She's allowed to have uh, she's allowed to get along with an adult co- colleague if she wants. Well, uh, not really, actually. If she specially hired that colleague from outside her office, hired him uh, with the purpose of prosecuting Trump, and that was completely unnecessary. She had 800 prosecutors working for her. Why get this guy? Well, she wanted to have fun in the sack, and she wanted to go on trips, and she wanted kickbacks, allegedly, you know, money that this guy was making, which was an exorbitant uh, $250 an hour. Uh, you know, public attorneys don't make that kind of money, uh, but ones who are under special contract, I guess, can manage that kind of money. And it almost looks like they were like just spending the money like crazy on purpose, cash flowing all over the place. Um, now he's being humiliated right now. This is a humiliating moment for him, for her. And uh, I think a lot of other people are going to be humiliated. I think uh, Brad Raffensperger is going to be humiliated. I think that uh, Alvin Bragg, I think that Letitia James, I think that, uh, well, Joe Biden, obviously, uh, although, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> he's, uh, that guy can withstand. And it's still being protected, strangely enough. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. The other big thing, Donald Trump was in court this morning. We have a court date, March 25th. And what is that court? You know, all these cases are uh, all kind of running together now. This is the one where he's accused of writing somebody a check, paying Michael Cohen money for money that he owed Michael Cohen. Oh, and what did they do? They reported that income to the IRS. <laughs> they let the IRS know that money was changing hands here. It's not a case. It is a case to get Trump. They thought that he would have been gotten by now. They thought that. We MAGA people would have been horrified. Oh, my gosh, a pornography actress. Pornography? I've never heard of such a thing. Pornography? Oh, my goodness. Great. No. All right. We know what's what. We've been around. Okay. Nobody's perfect. Um, and, oh, by the way, I don't think he hooked up with her, actually. There's a lot of reason to uh, not believe Stormy Daniels. Um, but it doesn't matter. It is so unbelievably trivial. They actually sent a federal prosecutor here, though, to augment the case. This is... Worse than election interference. I mean, this is, and I can't believe that the media and the legal profession, you guys stink. As a group, you guys totally stink. There are like a handful of good lawyers out there, a handful of good judges. Excuse me. The rest of you are awful. Just worried, you know, the, the blind justice and all that crap you guys tell yourselves in law school. It's a business, and it's a crummy business, too. Uh, now, here's Trump right outside of court. I guess they had a hearing today, and then that, there is a court date, March 25th. And he'll be back. Uh, hit it, please. 
uh, payments. Oh, these are British guys. This is British television. Stormy Daniels. Let's have a listen. Everything that I've heard and read, even from legal scholars, said there is absolutely no case here. It's not a crime. This is not a crime. And when you look at what's going on outside on the streets, where violent crime is at an all-time high, uh, I think it's a very, very, it's a great double standard. The other thing, this case could have been brought three years ago. There is no case. They decided not to bring it. The district attorney Bragg didn't want to bring it. He said he doesn't want to bring this case. But it's not a crime. We're here for something that is not a crime. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. What it is is election interference. It's being run by Joe Biden's White House. His top person was placed here in order to make sure everything goes right. This is a this is a terrible time for our country. This is a real dark period for our country. His top person, Colangelo and some others, have been placed into the DA's office to make sure they do a good job of election interference. There's never been anything like this in the history of our country. With all of this being said, I look outside, I look at the streets, it's so different from when I left New York. It's so different. It's dirty and it's crime-ridden. And today you walk down the street, you get mugged or you get shot. And they're doing this where literally legal experts, legal scholars said they don't understand it. There's no crime. And there was no crime here at all. This is just a way of hurting me in the election because I'm leading by a lot. We're leading by numbers that nobody's ever seen before. And they figured this is their way of cheating this time. Last time they had a different way. This time they have something that's really down and dirty that no, frankly, no country does other than a third world country, a banana republic. So we're going to do our process. Uh, they want to rush it because they want to get it desperately before the election. And if it goes before the election, that's what they want to do. They don't care. After the election, they wouldn't have brought this except for the fact, no way, except for the fact I'm running for president and doing well. If I were doing poorly, they wouldn't have brought it. And frankly, uh, if I didn't run, they would have been extremely happy because they don't like me running and they don't like the numbers. The poll numbers have us beating him by a lot. So that's where we are. I'll talk to you later after. We don't know what's going to happen. We want delays. Obviously, I'm running for election. I can't. How can you run for election if you're sitting in a courthouse in Manhattan all day long? I'm supposed to be in South Carolina right now where other people are and where, again, this is where I should be. I shouldn't be in a courthouse for something that virtually every legal scholar says they don't understand that there's no crime. Even if he was guilty of something, there's no crime. So I will say that uh, enjoy it. It's a sad thing. It's a sad day for New York. They really do. Look, I love this city and I love this state. They have to focus on violent crime that's taking place outside. You have a new form of crime now. You have migrant crime. Migrants are trying to beat up our police officers. They're trying to do things that we've never seen before, actually. We are going to have a problem with, I call it Biden migrant crime, because you have millions of people came into this, this place, this country that has been so badly hurt. And they're, they're doing things that nobody's ever seen before. So you have violent migrant crime, and they're after me for doing nothing wrong. You know, I paid almost $300 million in taxes over the period of time. $300 million. Then they say, oh, let's get Trump out. You have people that it's everything is politics in this city, including decisions and judges and everything else. 
It has to straighten out, and they have to focus on violent crime, not made-up crime. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. Thank you. God bless that man. <laughs> so much truth. They can't handle the truth. They got 50 assistant district attorneys pursuing this nonsense. This uh, what did he write in the memo portion of a check to Michael Cohen? What the hell difference does it make? Nobody was. This is not white collar crime. This is there's no victim. There's no fraud. If I want to write money for SpaghettiOs in the memo thing, I can write that. It's a euphemism. Business expenses. Everything is a business expense. Was the money going to Stormy Daniels for uh, for fun and games? I mean, it's, it's okay. It is okay to write whatever the hell you want in the memo. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Good for him. And they don't know what to do now. They really never thought it would get to this point. Oh, my God. We actually have to try this case now? We actually have to put this in front of people? I mean, I know New York is full of a lot of left-wing lunatics who would love to take Trump out. But still... Now they have to present this case with a straight face in front of a judge. Thank God for the the district attorney that they have a judge, Judge Mershon, who is uh, left-leaning, has given money to Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. His daughter, I believe, works in politics, just all kinds. It's the whole damn thing. Why do we have judges? Why Why do we have judges who are giving money to politicians anyway, huh? we got to take a look at that whole thing, how these judges become judges. There's something really squirrely about that system. All right, so there's that. This poor guy is still getting abused on the stand. Uh, his name is Nathan Wade. He's regretting the day he even met um, Fonnie Willis. Turn up the volume one more time. Completed date. Date completed. The dates that you see here are the dates that that work was completed. So on November the 5th, I completed the task of... Preparing the cases for pretrial. Yeah, what about the the time he spent at the White House? He was at the White House for two full days. Let me know when they start talking about the White House, why this guy was at the White House for two full days getting paid as a lawyer when he's prosecuting a case in the state of Georgia, a state case, not a federal case, and he's hanging around the White House and getting paid. That is coordination. That is coordination at the, the highest level there is, presidential level. Wow, wow, and they say, we're completely, no, 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 just just following the facts, following the facts. All right, so we got that. What's the other thing? Oh, who remembers when Joe Biden came out last Thursday night? This is the kind of thing that everybody should still be in shock over, but turn the page real quick. Maybe we're just getting used to it, but this was one hell of a moment. Joe so indignant at that Mr. Her who busted him wide open. Let me hear that, please. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone. Uh, hmm. To remind him about Bo, and and we're not allowed to bring it up. Well, uh, you bring it up all the time, right? And in the words of John Travolta at the little interview you had with Mr. Her, you brung it up. 
You brung it up. Um, listen to this. Uh, the fake news, even. The fake news. Lester Holt and his... Who's that guy with the... What's his name again? Um, Peter Alexander. Here they are. Uh, hit that, please. Peter, you also have new reporting this evening about President Biden's interview with the special counsel, Robert Hur. Lester, President Biden became heated, you'll remember, responding to the special counsel's assertion that he could not remember within several years when his son Bo died. Last week, the president criticized her for asking him about it. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. But tonight, NBC News has learned that her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with the interview last fall. They say it was the president, not her or his team, who first introduced Bo Biden's death. The sources say the president got the date, May 30th, correct, but not the year. Uh, busted. All right. Joe Biden actually wanted to portray his memory as worse than it was. I'm going to develop this in a little bit, uh, but. He was kind of faking it as as demented as he is. He wants to be perceived as even more demented behind closed doors with prosecutors trying to get him. And uh, there's <laughs> that, that's that's a strategy that mobsters have been pulling for a long time. Hey, what about that shoot up at uh, in Kansas City? What a sad moment. I had a feeling, though, very early on that it wasn't a shooting at the uh, Super Bowl party. It was a it was a shooting inside the Super Bowl party. You know, like, you know, there's a big party and, and, and people get into a, a conflict about something and then and, and shots start fire, shot, shots ring out. That's what I think happened here. And I told you these guys were bums, these football players. Kelsey, do you see Travis Kelsey, the fake boyfriend of, of Taylor Swift? Did you see what he was doing last night? Drinking all night, running around carousing. How about running around to the hospitals where children are seriously wounded, celebrating your you, you, and what you did on a field, right? This guy is still out there drinking beer, running around like a lunatic. He's an adult. It's amazing how we give these professional athletes license to act like selfish children. Well, that's what they are. And a lot of them stop growing when they're about 14 years old. Because the quarterbacks of today in the NFL, you know, they were quarterbacks when they were in high school, right? They were the big man on campus way back when. And if you were a big man on campus, campus, congratulations. I was not. And a lot of them, with some exceptions, were pretty jerky people. And they stop growing, right? They stop growing, especially if they're getting thrown everything, the money, the endorsements, the girls, all that stuff. They don't even have to work for anything like the like regular people do. Anyway, what that guy did going around from sports bar to you know, party, not dropping by a hospital, not even one. Kelsey is its name, right? Kelsey, Travis, you're a bum. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. We're back. Erica in Manhattan. Erica, how are you? Where in Manhattan are you? Uh, the upper left uh, west side. Upper left side. <laughs> uh, what's up? Well, I think probably your dad remembers the uh, Genovese crime family in the early 70s. I used to see um, Father Louis Giganti always. I used to work for Roulette Records for, for a very short time. 
Uh, and he used to come up there all the time. But his brother, Vincent, Vinny the Chin, was always wandering around on the streets in the village uh, acting like he was mentally uh, uh, not aware of what was going on because he wanted to avoid jail time. That reminds me a little bit of um, our fearless leader, Joe Biden. Um, uh, I don't know if you see the connection there. I totally do. You're totally right. I'm going to develop this for a big video I'm putting out tonight. Uh, absolutely, because the prosecutor says, and everybody picked up on this, but only half of what they should have picked up on. Uh, Joe Biden, the phrase was, an elderly man, an elderly, forgetful, kind-hearted man, right? And, oh, that's such a devastating assessment. But they've missed the first part of that sentence. Whereas they uh, they say Joe Biden will likely present himself as an elderly, forgetful, kind-hearted man. He will present himself. That is like he's got options of what self he can present, and that's the one he will choose to present. And he chooses to present himself as forgetful, which is kind of like the uh, the ultimate catch-all, the ultimate. uh, So anyway, yeah, totally with you on that. And I've heard this chin guy. I've heard him referred to. You're right. It is a little bit before my time. Uh, Tell me a little bit about roulette records. Sounds very uh, dangerous in a good way. What's uh, who was on that label? Well, um, before that, I worked at Atlantic Records, and all my friends uh, that I would run into after would laugh at me, and they'd say, do you know who you're working for? That is a mob-connected record company. Father Lewis would come up there, and he'd collect money uh, from Morris Levy, who was the president, and I worked briefly for a guy named Nate McCalla. Now, Nate was gunned down in Detroit, and Morris died of cancer in jail because uh, the feds got on to them and they were all convicted and uh so your friends were right this was like a mobbed up record company yeah and i was fired because i asked too many questions i was a young spring chicken there and i wanted to learn everything i could about the music industry well thank god you were just fired my goodness gracious could have been worse this old guy walked up to me that worked there one day and he said you asked too many questions i said well i want to learn whatever i can learn i'm glad you got out of there erica you sound uh forgive me but you sound kind of uh you sound sexy. Can I say oh, that? You, you sound uh, you sound like, you know, like, uh, and you sound New York. You sound really New York. What did you do after the record company? Um, I went into magazine publishing. What magazine publishing? Um, I worked briefly for Natural History magazine. I worked for Adweek. Um, and then I got married and had a kid. And while I was uh, busy doing that, I started working in real estate. Uh, real estate managing and sales. I had my own advertising agency for a while. Uh, and now I'm just, I'm a writer. I do a lot of political stuff. I try and do that. And uh, I do some business, business to business writing as well. Interesting so I woman. I do a lot of things. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. You. How's that? And uh, the kid is all grown up? Yeah, she's uh, 32. She's actually, she got a job um, in the Ukraine, in Kiev. And I pray every day. She's uh, uh, she's got a budget that she works for through USAID for a French company, and she's giving out aid to uh, refugees in uh, Kiev, uh, in the Ukraine. Wow! What about and, the uh, husband? What happened to him? Is he still in the picture? Well, um, he uh, he's actually in a nursing home right now. He's younger than I am, but unfortunately, uh, dementia does get some people really, uh, and he uh, can't live by himself. So. I and see. I can't take care of them. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, Erica, you got it all going on. A great big full life. And thank you for sharing that about uh, roulette records. Amazing stuff. And yeah, I think you're spot on about, uh, about Biden here. He's playing up. He's playing it up as decrepit as he is. He recognizes that there's a uh, value in being seen as decrepit, especially around prosecutors. 
like the mobsters uh, learned a long time ago. Thank you, Erica. Good luck. Keep it up. Uh, fascinating woman. Fascinating woman. That's not inappropriate, right? That voice is something of kind of sultry. Sultry. And, yeah, almost familiar in a way. Anyway, uh, many thanks to be continued in uh, just a few moments.